Hello, I am Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. God bless you, saints of God. Listen, it's always an honor and a privilege to share kingdom teachings and to touch and agree in prayer with you. You know how we do it every week. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we will rejoice and be glad in it. God bless you. Saints of God, if you have not learned anything through my teachings over these last few years, I want you to get to, to the point where you have learned to prophesy and to speak life over you and yours in Jesus' name. Now, I always caution people because we are prophetic individuals, right? The Bible says it like this over in the book of Acts. In the last days that the Lord will pour out his spirit upon his men and women, upon people and his people, and they will prophesy sons and daughters shall prophesy. Now that means that we have the ability to speak forth the word of God and see it manifested in our lives. Through faith, through Jesus Christ, it's not that we're some magician, it's not that we're some genie, it's not that we're some witch or warlock. It just means that God has given us the ability through the acts of the Holy Spirit to call forth things that are not as though they were, as long as they line up with the word of God. So I want you, saints of God, to stop, stop speaking doom and gloom because the same way you have the authority to speak uh, life is the same way you can speak death and you don't want to speak death you want to speak life amen the only thing that you want to speak death to is to death in Jesus name so get that down in your spirit in 2023 we have almost went through the first quarter can you believe it it's already the end of the first quarter of 2023 now we're about to hit into that mid mark and listen saints of God as we get into this mid mark I want you to be more empowered, encouraged, and, and, and more invigorated and more enthused to do the things and the will of God. Amen. Listen, we have been talking over these last few weeks um, uh, on the book, I mean, the chapter 23 of the book in the book of Psalm. Psalm 23. Psalm 23. Very common chapter. You know, we oftentimes use it as we proceed into a phone going service. You know, I've done it myself on numerous occasions. I've, you know, recited it. And and I know it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a chapter of comfort. It's a chapter of assurance. But I want you also look at it from a different perspective that is prophetic. That you can use this not only when there's a home going service. I do want you to understand that. That you can use this scripture as a life application application. I mean, the David Psalmist, I mean, the Psalmist David, over the last few weeks, I've been breaking it down and gave you the history and behind it in terms of David, you know, was acknowledging who the Lord was. He had he was reminiscing on how good and how faithful the Lord, Yah Jehovah Shama, the Lord, the Jehovah Shama, who's always there with him, never leave him or forsake him. But in this particular chapter, he was talking. He was referring to him as Jehovah Jehovah Roha. Forgive me because here I go again, speaking a lot faster than my brain can put spit it out. <laughs> Jehovah Roha means the Lord is our shepherd. He be beginning to declare that the Lord was his shepherd. Likewise, over in the book of John, chapter 10, verses 10 through 14, the highlights of him and the reference of him has been the great shepherd or the good shepherd. And you got to understand the, the, the characteristics and the role of a shepherd. 
they guarded, they guide, they discipline, they directed, they they provided for, they cultivated, they nourished, they uh, uh, nurtured um, the the sheep. They they protected the sheep from the wolves and, and from lions and bears and tigers and all the different types of ravaging uh, uh, enemies that would try to come against the sheep. Um, this is the same thing when David was out in the pastures. He reminisced on the Lord and he began to say, "The Lord is my shepherd." He began to understand that God had brought him through danger seen and unseen even when Saul was after him and, and David ran and it's not that he ran because he was afraid he ran out of reverence to Saul but he also knew that Yah had his back he was going to protect him and he reminiscing on all the times that he was overlooked and the times that he was coming up against these fierce battles and how the Lord brought him out when he was saying should I go up against the Perizzites and should I go up against the Philistines and should I go up against the Amorites and the Hittites and all these dim Amalekites and all these different ites which is symbolic of demonic influences demonic attacks and God would give him an answer he would either tell him go up and I will bring them over into your hands or he will say not at this particular time but I want you to lay an ambush I want you to study your enemy because he was preparing David and David began to reminisce on the goodness of the Lord and this is what Psalm, the book of Psalm and it's a prophetic Psalm in the first um, three chapters he, I mean verses he began it was speaking in a third person he began to declare of who God was and then down uh, from verse, verses 4 through 6 he began to have a more intimate relationship and he began to say you know you don't walk through the valleys of the shadow of death I will fear even for you are with me he began to speak one on one with the Lord now on today we're going to be uh, 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 go back and just visit uh, Psalm the verse 4 B I talked the last time I talked I did a which was you know we was talking about yeah do I walk through the valleys in the shadow of the death I would fear no evil now I want to talk to you about for I will fear no evil for you are with me your rod and your staff they comfort me now you got to understand that word comfort you get it from the strongs um uh, dictionary 51 and 62 that means it's the where we get the word in the Hebrew called Nakam, and that means to avenge the rod his rod and his staff. And the, the word comfort, it means to avenge, to have compassion on, to console, and to show kindness towards us. In other words, that, you know, we look at the rod and the staff, you know, um, the rod is symbolic of, 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 of correction and protection and then the staff is symbolic of support and and, and and also protection so you got the two part of protection and you got the the correction and then you have the protection and support and he says the you comfort me and that means to console that means that we can be assured that anytime that we're going through any adversity of having to face with dilemmas or atrocity the lord is there to comfort us and I like the word, uh, the, the meaning of the word, say, see, avenge. You know, we often say that the vengeance belongs to the Lord. This right here affirms, it confirms and affirms that the Lord would avenge our enemies for us. All we have to do is get ourselves in divine alignment with the word of God. Don't go to the left. Don't go to the right. 
but stay right where God wants you to be. And David understood that. Now in verses 4b, he says, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And that's what we're going to bank park it with today. Now that word rod is where we get the word in Hebrew called Shabbat. And that means it's a symbol of authority. It's like a club. It's like a little short bat. You know, anybody who played baseball, it's like a, it was kind of shaped as a bat. But it was a lot shorter. But at the top part of it, you know, the portion where you hit the ball with, it was a lot thicker. And the Lord used that <clears throat> to, uh, to correct and also to protect and to discipline any uh, uh, to fight off, I'm sorry, any predators that was trying to come in onto the sheep that was used to hit and to buffet the, the predators that would come in and try to attack and try to steal them sheep and use it for their dinner that day. And so he, he it was so he had a lot of power and force at that top. Likewise, God's rod in the spirit has a lot of power and force to break down any, any type of attack of the enemy. I was reading the word this morning and I was, you know, I was pondering as I was praying and I said, your word is like a hammer that crushes down all evil forces. And we got to be able to see the word of God as we utilize it as a hammer and as a rod to break down the forces and to fight off all diabolical activity, activities in our life. And then the staff, he said, you're riding your staff. That's where we get the word called Mishnah. And that means to support. It was used for two part ways. It was used to support the, the, the shepherd. And it also was used to support the sheep. The shepherd used the staff and it was a long stick. It was long, a lot thinner. It was a lot taller and it had a hook on him. The shepherd used that because out in the pastures, they did a lot of walking. They did a lot of standing. So the shepherd oftentimes used that staff as a, as a leaning post for themselves. Likewise, Jesus is our leaning post. We can lean upon the Lord anytime. The Bible even tells us not to lean unto our own understanding, but in all our ways to acknowledge Christ and he will direct our path. And then this staff also was a means of support and guidance for the sheep when they went astray, wandering out there in the fields and it went too far. He could use the hook of the staff to pull the sheep back in. Isn't it awesome to understand know that we have a God that anytime we go astray, as long as we have a heart, saints of God, to stay within the will of God, sometimes we may find ourselves straying or, what, or wandering a little bit out of the will of God. You know, we go have to meet a date and the date, you know, may not be as spiritual as we are. And let me just put a clause in it. I'm happily married. My husband is saved, sanctified, filled with the precious Holy Ghost, but I'm using this as an example. You know, I wasn't always saved and I wasn't always in a, a state of spiritual growth. I mean, maturity, you know, you meet somebody, they may not be as spiritual as you are. They want to persuade you to have intercourse with them. And, you know, right now that that's not all the will of God right now because you're not married, you know, but you go ahead and you do it. And then you find yourself feeling some kind of way. And but then you, there's something about still loving the Lord and still want to be in his presence. And you still are saved. You still sanctified. You still feel the Holy Ghost. But there's that rod that he used to pull you back in because now you say, listen, uh-uh, I did it once. I'm not going to do it anymore. You know, it's that rod that God has to, to, to steer us back into right position with him. I've just used that as an example, but it can be used to anything and applied it towards anything in our life. So the Bible, I mean, it tells us the teaching of the staff was beneficial, again, for both the shepherd and the sheep. 
All right. And so also it was a, a, a used for the shepherd for a reclining, reclining and a resting place. It was a it was a used as a point, a point or a tool for a resting place. You know, it's good to know that God has a, a means and a way to protect us and also a staff that puts us into the place of rest when we need rest. That right there should nullify some of the people's mindset or notions that we're supposed to be up doing everything there. There has to be a point in your life, saints of God, where you rest. Don't allow the spirit of religion and religion people, religious people, push you into a mode of where you stretched way beyond your capacity and you're stressed out now because you're working and you're doing things, but you're not doing the will of God. And the will of God is for you to live. The will of God is for you to have an abundant life and to be and to eat the fruit of your labor and to, to embrace life, not always running, running, running. You remember he told Martha and Mary, 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 Martha's doing what's right. You know, she was sitting right down at his feet. So I decree and declare today that you will learn to rest in the Lord. So Psalm uh, four verses four B is saying, I will fear for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's good to know that the Lord has a way of comforting us. It's good to know that the Lord has a way of correcting us. And we want that in our lives. God, I thank you today for your sons and daughters. Thank you for being a God, a, a great shepherd. And thank you for protecting us. Thank you for comforting us and consoling us. Thank you for directing us and supporting us, God. Thank you for disciplining us when we need to be disciplined. I pray blessings over your sons and daughters that we will get into the word of God like never before. We will learn to apply the word in our life and that we will walk victoriously. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Thank God. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints of God. Be encouraged. Do me a favor. Continue to read Psalm 23. I'm going to come back on next week. I'm going to talk about verse 5 and then we're going to close out with verse 6. Do me a favor, wage a good war because you are a winner. Hello, I'm Apostle Maria Brown, co-founder of Empowerment Prayer Outreach Ministry, and you're listening to Waging War and Winning. God bless you, saints of God. Listen, you know how we do it every week. This is the day that the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I decree and declare that no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. And every tongue that rises up, I shut it down. We decree and declare that it will be shut down in your life, condemned in your life today in Jesus' name, that you walk in favor. Listen, saints of God, I want you to make sure that you begin to declare that each and every day of your life. And I want you to also learn to attach along with that that you're blessed and that you're highly favored and that you begin to look for the blessings of the Lord expect to be blessed expect to be healed amen listen this is the holy week we have a few days left before it is resurrection sunday listen i want to finish my teachings on psalm 23 um today i'm going to be talking about verses five real quickly but you know i really wanted to touch on the holy weekend get us sat you know preparate prepared and get us all excited about what resurrection sunday looks like you know and i'm very very tempted saints of god to go in that direction so i want you to pray with me you know went on yesterday was palm sunday where 
that is the triumphant entry of Jesus uh, entering in, in on the cult. And we understand that the cult is symbolic of the believers during servanthood. And he says that there's a great need for us within the kingdom. And he comes riding in on the cult and they begin to wave the palm leaves, decreeing and declaring, Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, and then on the day, you know, is which is the day is when he actually went into the temple and he began to turn the tables upside down because they were doing having you know doing ungodly gains and you know doing all types of trading and all kinds of things in the in this uh sacred uh place that was supposed to be for God dwells but people had made it into a place of den uh you know for for uh you know demonic and uh activity right so we understand that, you know, I'm going to uh, try to my, you know, and then yet to on, you know, Tuesday is when he goes down to the Mount of Olives and he begins to, you know, uh, pray and he speaks to the uh, fig trees and, the, you know, they must grow. He starts giving them a charge of to to come up and to spring up. And if they don't, then they be cast down. Wednesday is, is considered to be the Holy Holy Wednesday. And, and then Thursday is the Lord's Supper. And, and Friday, we know, is considered to be Good Friday or the day of crucifixion. And then, he, you know, Saturday goes in the grave. And then in Sunday, you know, the, that's when the disciples and, and even the Marys, they go through to the tomb and, and they find him not there. And then on Sunday, he, ride, he raises a Again, with all power in his hand. I went through that anyhow, even though I said I wasn't going to do it. But you know what? That's a whole teaching that I can teach on. I mean, and it can go on for hours if I really truly had the time to break it down. But for the sake of time, we're going to get back to our studies and talk about verses 5 in chapter uh, 23 in the book of Psalms. We've been talking about that over the last few weeks. And, and so I want to really bring this into a finale on next week. And so verse Verses 5 saying, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Oh, yeah, my cup runs over. Well, before I go into that, I wanted to also just to uh, encourage us that half of the quarter of this year has already gone by, and you have not begun to do or uh, seek the Lord for your kingdom assignments, or just what he wants you to do in general in terms of life. I want you to make that a priority, thanks to God. And also, if you by happen chance uh, just stumbled across this radio broadcast and you're not saved, or if you're in a backslidden state, I want you to, and you want a savior. You want to be saved from the penalties of your sin. The Bible says we all sin and fell short of his glory. None of us is perfect. We're only made righteous, not because of what we do, because of what we stand for and in his righteousness. And if you want uh, to be saved from the penalties of sin, which is death and destruction, and Sheel, I want you to say this very simple prayer with me. Father, I've heard that you save. And the Bible tells me through your men and women of God that if I confess my faults and if I declare that you rose from the grave for me, that I shall be saved. Another scripture says, if I call upon your name, that I shall be saved. 
I ask right now that you will come into my heart and make me over. I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. And I thank you for saving me from the penalties of sin, from the powers of sins, and from the presence of sins. It is in Jesus' name I pray this prayer. Amen and amen. God bless you, saints of God. If you said that simple prayer and you really believe it from the bottom of your heart, I do believe that you're saved. The Bible says from out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And if you're looking for a life and you're looking for a new life and you're looking to be saved because you don't want to die in your sins and go to hell, I want to welcome you personally into the kingdom of God. Now, I will admonish you and encourage you to find yourself a good Bible teaching, a Bible preaching, and a Bible practicing church that you can grow and you can begin to flourish in the courts of our God. Amen. Welcome again to the kingdom. I really wanted to, to share that today in terms of salvation. Now, we've been talking about verses 5 today. We're going to talk about verses 5. And I just read it. And it say, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head. With oil, my cup runs over. You got to understand the whole analogy in the whole history about Psalm 23. David, for the first three uh, verses, was speaking in third persons. He was declaring who the Lord is based on the relationship he had with him. And then down in verses four, he begins to make it more personal. He was he was speaking in the first person in terms of face to face uh, to Yah. Now, verses five, he begins to attest and testify in terms of his goodness and how he he how he supplies the needs for him and he says now you prepare a table and before me in the presence of my enemies you got to understand in kingship anytime that you're able to be invited into the king's table that means you have a relationship with him and that he entrusts you and all and it also in the bible days if you went before the king and he would, did not invite you you are liable for death they could they could kill you unless he he, he extended out his scepter and then he gave you permission to come before him. So David was in that position in terms of where he had a relationship with our king of kings and lord of lords that he was able to sit down at the table with him and they were able to sup together. And he prepared. He said, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. And that word prepare is, 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 is where it means in prophetically that you are preparing and you're giving force and insight due diligence care for me that you have set me up you're setting me up for something you're preparing me for something in other words that we're prepared also means to fit to adapt to qualify us for something it is also is for a particular purpose in your life so in other words we can see this from a spiritual perspective is god is setting you up for something he's preparing you he's fitting you into a mode according to his purpose and plan for your life and he's going to put out an array of delicacies before you and in the presence of your enemies in other words it doesn't matter what you go through in life the devil gonna always see you triumph triumph the all the devil gonna always see that god has your back 
He's always, your enemies are always going to see that God is going to take care of you. And that's where we get the word in the, in the Hebrew called Kadash. And it means that to set, to put apart for something, to consecrate. So in other words, he is setting, he's preparing a table for me. He's consecrating me and he's putting this array, this array of things, my needs. Now in, in, in this particular passage, David was talking about food. In terms of what God was doing for him. But you got to understand. He wasn't talking about natural foods. Because he didn't necessarily sit down at the table with Yah. But he was talking about the things that he needed. The bare essentials in life. Can you. I mean you got to understand that no matter what you're going through with saints of God. God has your back. Now that table is a place. It's symbolic of a place. It's a, it's a it's symbolic of a gathering together communal. Between you and God. The table, he's talking about now, it's a setup time. Man, oh, God, I wish I had more time to really, really break this down. I'm going pretty fast for the sake of time. But that table is a place of a gathering, and that's where God's presence is. And he was speaking to the Lord, proclaiming of his goodness. And then you got to understand this also. He's talking about, he said, I'm going to prepare uh, it's the presence of my enemies. Again, we talked about. Making your enemies see that God has you and that you walk in victory. He said, you anoint my head with oil. Now, that word anoint is what we get in the Hebrew called mashach. And that means a smearing. Psalm 20 and 6 says like this. Now know that the Lord saves his anointed. In other words, it's a means of validation or affirmation to reinforce one's position. Now, anytime they anointed someone in those days, and you understand David was a king. He walked in three positions. Likewise, you should walk in three positions. Kingship, priesthood, and prophetic. You, uh, you hear me where again? A prophet, a priest, and a king. These are the three positions that all believers should walk in in their life. And this, in other words, this, this authenticates and affirms your kingdom authority. And as a king, you walk in with favor. As a priest, you are, you are advocating for others' favor. And as a prophet, you are declaring the favor of God. The prophet, the king, the prophet, and the priest. And David was saying it really profoundly. He said, now that you have anointed my head with oil, and now my cup runs over. Now that word cup is where we get, it's, where it's in the meaning of, is life. It's symbolic of our life, a bandwidth, our capacity. The things that we can actually uh, take in in life. He said, now my cup runs over. In, in other words, his life is overflowing with blessings. You need to declare your life is overflowing with blessings. Even if you don't have everything that you believe in God for, you need to begin to prophesy. You can declare a thing and it shall be established. Stop declaring that you broke and that you busted and that you disgusted. Stop declaring that you sick and you every area of your life is, I mean, of your body is aching. You know, I'm not saying in the gate or what you're going through, but what I am saying, let the weak declare that they're strong. Let the poor begin to declare that they're rich. Begin to be prophetic individuals and not pathetic people. Amen. Now I said, in spite of the adversaries David went through, he knew that God was with him. Now also, uh, he began to, uh, it's all the cup is the canvas, the word canvas, it means your body 
and your mind. So in other words, verses 5, and oh God, I wish I had more time, but for the sake of time, I'm giving you just the gist of this. Is He's basically saying that no matter what you go through, God is going to always set you up for success, even in the midst of your enemies. When the enemies want to see your demise, God is speaking blessings of his grace and his promises over you. And you, beloved, has to receive that. I decree a blessing over you today in Jesus' name that your cup will run full and that you will walk in blessings all the days of your life. God bless you, saints of God. Do me a favor. Wage a good war and win.